and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from Boca every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode, I say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it all works. Word of mouth. WOM. W O M. Word of mouth. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. If this podcast gives you relief in any way, whether that be just mental or do we give physical relief? I don't know. Probably not. But, you know, maybe physical relief, maybe you, we accompany you on a walk. You know, that could be this podcast could be that for someone else. So we want you to share, 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 make it your Instagram story, tweet about it, thread about it, X about it, make it a uh, how about a sound on What's a much call it? TikTok on the TikToks. I don't know. I'm talking like an old man. Uh, I'm very excited about today's guest. An OKP to the show. Back again. Hilarious comedian, Lisa Traeger. Thank you for coming on. Yay, Jared. I'm so happy to be here. Because your people come out to my live shows. Often it's people have heard me on this podcast and they come out. I love hearing that. It makes me feel good knowing that, like, the the plan is working. Do you know what I mean? Like, you do a podcast to have some fun and chit-chat with friends, and hopefully that, like, is making someone laugh on the other end. They go, who is this person? You know, and now over the years, they know, you're, you know, you're a part of the family. This The, the, J, the JCU, the J-Train Cinematic Universe. <laughs> No, they're out there. They have disposable income. They're in marketing and they're crushing it. And there I love it is. to see them. That, you sound like my out. dad now. My dad's a big like <laughs> the people who come to your shows, upward mobile, women, educated. You know, it goes on a whole spiel. Well, that's how I feel. Not to bring uh, you know self-promotion on too quick. Please. But I have a podcast with my friend called That's Messed Up, an yes. SVU podcast. And we hear from club to club. We hear that we have like some of the best tippers. Love well-behaved audience because we know people who hate their audience or a very misbehaving crowd or bad tippers or heckle drunk whatever and it is nice to like who comes to see you and that they're like respect well the funniest thing was that they they sold out of the hummus our girls eat the hummus like (laughs) there was no more hummus left big hummus crowd i love that well i i just think it's like it's it's a weird you 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 have expectations and then things surprise you. It is a weird um, pride that I take in hearing back like your audience is so good. And I don't even know what that means half the time. I don't know if that means they're eating hummus or that probably you means know, they're good tippers. But I, I, I think they also order bottles, they're right. low maintenance, but spend a lot and chill and kind. I think that's when the staff of a place like that's what they go off of. It, it makes me want to go to other people's shows where they don't like them. Like I want to see what that mayhem is should i write it in the i mean i was opening for someone they said that they're i mean someone was opening for me and they opened for someone else and said that that person would end their shows early because their audience was just so blacked out and terrible that he hates them so much he just is like i'm out of here and i've heard this now from club to club about this one person where um the audience is rough the tea so is hot I, on the J Train <laughs> podcast in the first five minutes. So you're gonna have to tell name? me who it is. Should I? Ch- I'll ch- I'll put it in the chat. You don't have to put, put it in the, the chat. chat. I don't want to. I well, text it to me after. I obviously well, I'll put it in the chat. I don't know. I'm put a, it in the chat. Put it in the chat. Why not? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, not a surprise. So, okay. I, yeah, wait, not... I also, this is funny I'm on right now because mm. this is kind of a J train thing to do. I did go sure. to Vegas for 36 hours this weekend. How was it? What did you do? Where did you stay? What did you eat? Thank you for asking all of that. So, mm. it was, um, Kara Clank's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a Kara group- Clank has been on this show, hilarious comic, your co host on yes. the That's Messed Up High. Well, to, I, I want to come back to this, but to just put a button on great audiences, the SVU audience is like that murder mystery. I think I could have been an S, you know, like a, a you know an investigative journalist you know type. What, a it, what of, is a lot of mom daughters come? A lot of mom daughters. That. The moms showed it to the daughters too early. It fucked them mm. up for life, and now they come to our <laughs> podcast together. <laughs> do they? Do they feel like very similar? Do when they come to a you know when you do the SVU uh, live shows? Like, is it like they you know do they, sh- they what, in what way do they share SVU? Is it is it the murder of it? Is it the solving? Is it the tropes? Um, women love you know the Roman Empire trend that's happening right now. Like I've heard a lot. Men- yeah, I I don't know how much I connect to it. It seems like one thing someone popular said and now it's agreed upon by the internet like it doesn't feel very uh i went along with betches interview me about it like on a tiktok and i was like yeah we love togas and murdering like i don't know what else to say like i just went along with it but i didn't really it's not something that i like care about the roman empire no but i think murder is that for women right i think women are constantly like leaving parking garages and ready for an attack and so mm-hmm. in the svu universe it's a fantasy of the criminal justice system they're going to solve the crime even if you don't want to press charges they're going to press charges you know it's you know? funny and so it makes you feel really cared for in this way and it is really good in the early seasons one of the greatest showrunners of all time neil bear mm. and it is incredible casting well-written suspense like funny moments like it really is good and i know a lot of you know procedurals you can make fun of people think we want because one time i did a hallmark christmas movie podcast and i came on ready to shit on it but they like loved hallmark christmas movies and i was taken aback like all my notes were like (laughs) this garbage and so sometimes people will talk to me and be like oh god it's good because it's bad and i'm like I have cried in multiple episodes. No, get the <laughs> fuck away from me. I take this right. show very seriously. Yeah. But I understand the, you know, 90% it's formulated the same way 90% of episodes. Well, you know? I, I have the same thing with The Bachelor. People want to tell me how much they hate it. I'm like, okay, well, I enjoy watching it and have my own way of watching it. Like, I don't, I don't you know, know what, what you want to me? say. When I go up to someone, I you know, I talk about The Housewives a lot, and I go, do you watch The Housewives? And men sometimes will go, why would you even ask me that? Why would I go? I don't know, because it's something I spend most of my life doing. So why would I assume other people aren't watching? Like, I don't know. It's an immature answer. It's an immature answer. I've referenced this many times where one time I posted a picture of not to, you know, to bring it back up again. This I guess this is the hummus episode. I posted a picture of hummus on my plate and someone was like, ew, ew. And I was like, this is like one of the top condiments, one of the top foods in the world. There was more drama to this hummus thing because I remember you posted about something that people were like, no, you got to get this brand or you got to do that. That was a different hummus story. (laughs) No, (laughs) you have multiple hummus social media. (laughs) I have a lot of hummus beef. Uh, Well, they were like, they were basically, I was like, this is the most delicious hummus I ever had. And people were like, what about Sabra? And I'm like, 
get the fuck out of here. You know, Sabra, like, fine. I like, you know, I, you know, you're comparing like a restaurant made hummus to like, what? well, I like Sabra. Like, you're not even in the conversation. Why are you trying to be involved with your garbage hummus that I like? And this isn't to say I don't eat Sabra. I like Sabra. Don't get me. Don't come after me. I'm just saying it's a different moment. When I post a restaurant quality homemade hummus, you go, ooh, what about, uh, you know, what about my chocolate hummus? It's like, what? Uh, get out of here. And it's like, you will eat Sabra at a baby shower, sure. Right. But sure. like, you cannot, and hopefully not. Honestly, if hopefully you're having a baby not. shower, you should be right. catering. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, I, it's the same with movies where we were like, well, how was it? And it's like, it was what it was. Why can't things just be what they are? You know, right. like, it's always yes, a hot I liked th- the Mario movie. Get over it. Like, I liked it I too. Get it. Yes. I got, I got a Switch. I bought a Switch. I've been playing Nintendo on, on flights. Oh, big life update for Lisa. Everyone go you know, in the in, you're in the gamer world. Wait, also let's go back to Vegas. So you Vegas, go to Vegas. Vegas. So I was dreading. Uh, not dreading. I was I was anxious. I don't really. I don't know. I felt like a Real Housewives trip, honestly. And I've never gone to Vegas outside of work. Mm. And so I was. And I love dearly two of the people. Mm-hmm. One person I've met, but I enjoy, and then one person I've never met before. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, whatever. It was so fun. We got, we're staying at Mandalay Bay. It was far, but we went on an NFL weekend, iHeart Music Awards, and Life is Beautiful Festival. So it I was mean, it was like, a big weekend. It was so expensive. Ever, uh, well, Vegas is, I don't know. I, I did lose a lot of money. Okay. It's um, very expensive. Without the gambling, it's just like you can't, and everyone's just card out, throwing cards at stuff. And you don't even like, calculate it until you take a moment to think about it and you're like oh my god like I spent $32 on a salad like you can't even like come to terms with it I actually have a question that is uh, that re- relates to this should we get into it I w- we'll come back to this I want to like I want to get to this question you ready of course yes jtrainpodcast.gmail.com rookie bridesmaid do I have to go to the second bridal shower J Train and esteemed guests, I'm still a newbie when it comes to weddings, so I apologize if what I'm asking is being a frugal asshole. My childhood friend, who I am close with, is getting married this October. I'm one of her bridesmaids. I'm attending her bridal shower and bachelorette party later in August, which I'm very excited to attend. In the mail, I just received an invite for her second bridal shower, which is two weeks after the bachelorette party. Note, for the second of these bridal showers, I have to fly across the state to attend each one. I want to be supportive, but it's hard to justify paying for three different flights in which I have to bring a gift for two-thirds of the events. And no, I'm not counting the wedding. Is this part of the bridal party contract? If so, do I pay the same amount for the second bridal shower gift? Or can I politely decline and tell her I see her at the, uh, at the first? Uh, tell her I'll see her at the first one. Cheers, rookie bridesmaid. What do you, so on this note, you know, where you're getting mean, invited. I've, it's been hard to be silent here. I have been yes. <laughs> wailing my arm. I'm like, get me into this conversation. Yes. You do not have to go. And I think it's crazy if it is expected of you. I think probably one set of in-laws or a best friend or a cousin, like people wanted to throw it. One's probably more family or the groom's side or something. You do not have to go to all of it. And a friend will understand if you say, I'm not going to be able to make that other one. I also, bridal shower to me, I'm foreign. I'm, I'm from the Soviet Union. So there's a little immigrant to me. What we do with weddings is insane. And like in our culture, if you host the birth, like, People bring gifts, but you pay or people or no, like, 
like we would do a Russian restaurant party, right? Mm -hmm. We would rent a few tables at like a banquet hall, like with a band, whatever. And if you come, you bring a gift, but like we're paying for the party. You know, like it's my party. I'm paying for all the food and booze. Very American. This happened in high school. My parents were confused was we would take our friends out to dinner and get them a gift. And my parents would be like, what the fuck? No, if you're hosting a party, you get a gift or everyone pays for your dinner. But then you don't get a gift like. Right. It's one or the other. There's 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 like a a transitive property to this. Like maybe I went too for like too out of the scope of what we're talking about. But with this, it's like these brides, you're expecting too much. Like everyone is paying to go to all these things and you have to buy a gift and the outfits and the unison hat and all this stuff. And it's like, get a grip, get a grip. It's crazy. If you want to have all this, you fucking pay for your bridesmaids to come. Like, well, this is this is what I had a thirtieth birthday. I paid for the fucking house that I rented. Right. You know. You said and you said come to the house. I'm getting a house. Come. Well, here's what you're saying without saying it because you said something very important in the beginning, and then it comes back to with the house. I you said I've got the house. Come. That is actual communication. With this per- what you said in the beginning is there's only two bridal parties for a reason. There has to be a reason. They didn't just say, I want to have two bridal parties. I don't believe that there are people that are that garbage here on earth. What happened Jared, was in law? I know, I know a couple. They had 52 weddings in one year, one every week, where they would travel and have one of their parents' friends pay for a Wait. dinner, and she would wear her wedding dress, and he would wear his suit. Every weekend, and then another set of like fi- parents or like cousin or whatever would take them out to a dinner. Did and they you celebrated meet at their a marriage. mental institution? That's a crazy person. It's the craziest thing I've Where, ever heard. How do you know them? In what world? So, Nobody what says happened. at number 35, hey, what's wrong with you people? Like, like I mean, <laughs> 52. Did they have an actual, was there like a big party or is it just Dude, 52 individual dinners? I was at Brooklyn with my dear friend. Uh, this is who oh, I should say her name. Let's bleep that. <laughs> so I was sitting. She, she's just so private. Uh, she's gonna be like, they'll know. Um, whatever, leave it. So no, we'll delete. We'll get it. I'll tell. Uh, let me just start over. So this is wild. We were in Brooklyn one day, and she was telling us about this because her parents. Or Mike, like her husband's parents, someone did this, and we're sitting in Brooklyn smoking weed outside of a bar, and we see them. She goes, holy in, shit, in that's them. Bridal like, gown? Like, yes, in the bridal gown, in the suit with a set, like old people, like, and they're walking to or from a so, dinner or something. So you're sitting and there so going, she I goes, don't believe oh. it. <laughs> and they walk. I don't by. believe it. Who would wear a wedding dress 52 weeks a year and then all of a sudden out comes a bride from dinner? Yes, yes. It was at, I wish I remember the venue. It was like, it had a, but like, yeah, it was like a Brooklyn comedy venue. We were like smoking weed outside. I said and they 35. Like, by. are they religious? Are they from another country? Like, I, I no, it's people that are that self-involved and care that much. Like, I have I have somebody where they were looking for a babysitter for their family. And then it didn't work out with one babysitter. They're like, uh, we don't want to hire her. And then the parent said, I just feel bad for her because she won't be able to hang out with my kid. Like, what? people are that wild. Right. They, they, well, here's the thing. Here's what this person needs to hear. People are that crazy. People are that self-involved. Here are two normal people looking at this situation going, in my mind, if I hear someone has a second bridal party. I would I never go, go to a bridal shower. I'm going to tell you this. I've only been in one wedding. I mean, maybe it's because I'm saying shit like this. 
I'm not mm. going to a fucking bridal shower if it's out of the state. <laughs> There's no way in hell. I'm going to get you one wedding present and I'm going to go to the mm. bachelorette and I'm going to come with playlists. I'm going to bring the Molly. I'm going to take care of the right. Ubers. I'm going to be gonna there for me. you. Right. I'm not fucking going to a brunch and eating a cucumber sandwich with your aunt. I'm not doing that. And that right. is, if you're friends with me and you ask me to be a part of your life, you're going to know that and you're going to respect I think a, a normal bride or groom before every... Rece- before receiving every invitation, they should come to you and tell you what the deal is so that you can make the right decision. Like if someone came to her and was like, hey, we're doing two bridal showers. Both are no problem. Like they, what these brides and grooms need to do is they need to put an insert. There should be an insert in every invitation that it's like, hey, this is from my mother-in-law. She made me invite everybody. But you don't have to come. I will be unoffended. Like, you have to let people know the ones that will offend you and the ones that won't offend you. Two bridal showers, nah, And it's thrown by the mother-in-law that she doesn't care about. She doesn't need all her friends there. It is, it, it is to service the mother-in-law, not her, or a family member that's like, I want to do the bridal shower. Exactly. You, and you could, at the end of the day, you could be like, I can't swing it. I can't do another flight. Sorry. Right. And that should be acceptable. Like, you... You should only do things that you feel happy to be there for. Right. It takes away from the whole, you know, because you're going to be resentful. It's going to be weird. Like, I always see a lot of times with weddings, people complain, like, how dare it be this or that? It's like, you could always not go. You you should only go to things you're happy to go to. I love weddings and I love the people in my life. Like, I will fly across an ocean. I will fly for one day. I you will go. Do you do go. And again, you no, are happy I, to be there. I want there. to do that. Yeah. I want to be there. And then the people that are like, God, we got to go to my aunt. Do that. You don't have to. Like, <laughs> and it, it does seem like she really likes this person and wants to do the bachelorette and the bridal. And I she don't wants to do she the right thing. She does not. She could be like, girl, I can't do another flight. Love you. I, I'm i not leaving the state for a bridal shower. There's right. No and I, I would <laughs> even do a little bit of like, which bridal shower is the one you need me at? Because That's a great I would, idea. Uh, right. And at least you do a little like it's a little bit of a, a dig of like, hey, there's two. And then it's a little bit no. of like, hey, choose That's your perfect. own adventure. Which one do you need me at? Because I can do one. Know, I'm sorry. I talk about I talk you up all the time. You give great advice. You give Thank great you. advice. And that is a good one. You can be like, which I can't do both. Which one would you prefer? That's amazing. Which one do you need me at? J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Lisa Traeger at Glitter Cheese. So sh- Lisa, you're on the road with the SVU show, but you're all what do you what else is going on? So I am doing some stand up. But what I would love people to know is we're our pop me. And Kara are doing some big venues. So we're doing the Wilbur Ooh. in Boston for the first time. What's the we're date doing- on the Wilbur in Boston? The Wilbur in Boston is 10-19, October Love 19th. Uh, two weeks. Get out there. We got to get people out there. And it's Chicago, a fun show. November Chicago- 5th, we're doing Park West. Park West, great venue. I've done it. Music venue, fun. And, and where else? Oh, everywhere. We're on like a 21 city tour. So we're oh. doing like a Northeast chunk, a mid Midwest chunk. Um, what do you do with the show? Give me what you, the SVU stuff. Like, what is the run of show? So for the for the podcast, we cover the tr- the crime also that the episode's based on. We're not going to be talking about that live. We do the fun episodes that are not based on crimes that are more campy, a little sillier. You will not see like baby incest, you know, there's okay, not. Good. You know, a baby's not going to have syphilis. We're not going to do those. We're going to do the ones where it's like, 
uh, alcoholic. Por- they're just. Fu- I mean, honestly, when you do them, what do you do? I was about to say it, and I was like, actually, it does sound dark. <laughs> it does sound dark. Well, we have to- but you- um, so we have a slideshow, and it's us just recapping an episode of SVU and talking and asides, of course, and then we have really fun slideshows and powerpoints that we do with the episodes. But it's us just recapping an episode of SVU, and it's a two-hour show. We really talk a lot. So if you like SVU, you're going to love it. If you love SVU, you're going to be obsessed. Yeah, we convert a lot of boyfriends. A lot of people enjoy it. I mean, me and my friend, we do have a really good dynamic. It is what it is. Chicago, Park West, Boston, the Wilbur Theater. Go to lisatrager.com. Thank you. Oh, I don't know. Probably glitter. Go to the link tree. Go to the link tree. Glitter cheese. At glitter cheese link tree. Go, go, go. Um, you're going to That's love the sucks. show. Like being a comedian is for people who can't really do much else in life. And then I'm a comedian and I have to do so much stuff. Like I have to run a website. Get the fuck out of my life. Like right. there's just so many things this wasn't that come in your... with being a comedian. Yeah. It, it's, it's so hard. As a guy playing golf currently, you got to know your short game. Game, your long game, your comedy game. There's just so many things to do. I, I can't believe I just did a golf reference with Lisa here. It, it went right. She literally turned off. I thought she froze. Okay. J train yeah. podcast at gmail.com. J train. Do I need to tell my boyfriend about a past relationship with a coworker? Wait, I want to do one of my issues in Vegas that I had. Oh. I booked the dinner reservations. Mm-hmm. Saturday night killed it. Delicious. I've kind of fucked Where? up Friday night. So Saturday we went to RPM at the Caesars shops yes. and it was just fucking awesome. Juliana Rancic. Yeah. And I the Chicago one is delicious. And so and it was close because we went to Drag Race Live. That's at the okay. Flamingo. And so How was Drag Race Live? I lost my voice. I'm sick. I don't know if you can hear. I am struggling to live. It was and great. Breathe. It was well, because they don't announce which queens are there each night. So Kennedy Davenport, which is one of my favorite queens, came out. I lost it. I mean, we were See, hammered this by this point. Mush- I mean, I could not have screamed harder. What a moment. Excited. It was so what fun. a moment that's perfect for a drag race show, like a RuPaul drag race show, because like people have their favorites. They have the rookie cards that they have. Like they have their like. And who will play it up more than a, a drag racer, a drag queen to come out? <laughs> And love that people are eating up that they're the special guests. That's fun. Oh, yeah. And then the set looks like the workroom from the episode. Uh, but there love is it. a lot of commercials. There's a lot of screen time. RuPaul's selling an app. She's selling. Like, it is <laughs> nonstop commercials. Okay. But no, it was amazing. So I killed at dinner Saturday night. RPM was delicious. Drinks. But the first night, so we stayed at Mandalay Bay, mm-hmm. which has a lot of hauntings, I would say, and the cyber attack. <laughs> but really? on top of it. Yeah. That's where the tragedy happened, and then uh, oh. a couple weeks, and then a couple weekends ago, there was a cyber hack. Did you hear about it, Caesar? I haven't. There was a huge cyber hack where they um, went into the Caesars and MGM and stole everyone's information. Caesars paid them off thirty million dollars and got to run. MGM shut everything down. Key cards weren't working. Internet oh wasn't working. God. Slot machines. Like they're still coming back from this giant hack. Aye. It was wild, but we were there. So, but in my head, we're arriving late Friday and I was like, oh, we should do dinner at this hotel. So we don't have to rush anywhere. Like we could just change, right. go right to dinner. And then we went to more poppin' places, but we were the only table at dinner. It's See, awkward. to me, Friday night arrival, take, you do you, boo. Friday night arrival, you get your, you get your tummy full. We're going out. 
we got to go. You have to eject into the weekend, in my in my opinion. The dinner, the 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 big dinner is when people are ready for the big dinner. When people can do shower change, it becomes a north light, a beacon for the whole day. Because dinner's at seven, we got to leave at no, five. Dinner so was at r- nine. But we even so, I'm just yeah. saying, whatever time the dinner is, dinner's at nine. So you start shifting your cruise ship towards dinner at nine. When it's Friday night and you're getting together for dinner, everyone's on their own travel thing. People are annoyed. It's like the Friday night late show. People are angry. You know, like when we do a week in a club, they always tell you the Friday night late show is going to be horrible because people woke up as if it's a weekday and went to bed as if it's a weekend. So they're all fucked up and weird. So you want to get that Friday early show energy. I know the dinner was good. It was fine, but it was I'm sure just it was like, fine. oh, I want it. And then we went out and had a great time till four. But I was because I booked it all. I was like, oh, right. but then Saturday, the best is Cabana from 10 to 5, baby. We uh, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. We got there at like 1030 and we didn't go back up to our rooms till 5 p.m. Yeah. And this Cabana, was what hotel? Cabana? The Mandalay Bay. So it was like. They have like three pools, hot tubs, but they have a lazy river and a wave Love pool. Love it. See, this and is what I would like. I need that in my club experience. Up. It was really fun. But this is something I didn't know about. So obviously you pay for all your food and drinks. And then also you pay for the cabana and it's a separate bill. And there's a tip line on the cabana and I ended up tipping for both. It's tough because they have us by the balls. They All of us feel a lot of guilt. We don't want to be that guy. We want to be tipping the right people. But you go, who who is getting these tips? Or is it being pooled anyways and they're thinking they're taking advantage of drunk people? Because did someone put the towels on the chairs? You know what I'm saying? You get the cabana. Yeah, did someone fix up the cabana? And that to me, he that's a, a cash five. Okay, well, that's to me, that's a 10. Here's a 10. Thank you for everything. I the, the wait staff taking care- on the cabana how much the cabana that, cost. I, that's a lot to me. Of course it is. I feel like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Let's get to the emails. J Train But anyways, getting hammered in a pool all day, having a great dinner, then a show, and then losing hundreds of dollars at roulette. That's a good Saturday. It's a great Saturday. It's it's the reason to be in a relationship. There's no like idea of like, let's go out and meet someone tonight. Like it's a great like, hey, we did the day. It's I would want that and then in bed by nine. I'd be okay with a nine PM Kepi on the pillow. We're sponsored people. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When your mental health starts to slip, everything else can quickly take a nosedive. If you're totally overwhelmed and have forgotten how to find the bright side of life, talking to a professional could be just what you need. BetterHelp's online therapy is incredible. You can talk to a licensed therapist through video chat, by phone, or even by message. Getting the help you need has never been easier. Okay, I love BetterHelp because it's a great... uh, to, To go back to Lisa... Great toe in the water. It's a great toe into the cabana water, into the wave pool of mental health. If you are someone who's never been to a therapist, if you're looking for an easier way to find the right therapist for you and not have to go through word of mouth, not have to like Google therapy, this is a great way because they have a fantastic marketplace. 
All you do, take a quick quiz to get matched with a licensed therapist. If you ever need to switch therapists, you can change anytime for no additional charge. No questions asked. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash JTrain today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash JTrain, BetterHelp.com slash JTrain. Okay, so let's get to this email. You ready, Lisa? Um, I am ready. Do I need that to tell my That commercial really hit me, though. I was like, do, I do need help seeing the brighter side of life. Do you? <laughs> Listen, and he, to me, what's better than just like easing into it like a lazy river? J-Train and brilliant guests. Feather, feather, I'll get right to it. I used to work for an agency that worked with a brand. When I was at the agency, I had a very brief fling with a coworker. This was about six months ago. We kissed drunk after a work party, then we went on one date where I decided I wasn't into it and broke things off. He continued to pursue me, and I had to have a conversation with him three times about how I just wanted to be friends to the point where it got a little awkward. Fortunately, we both left the agency short after and haven't seen each other in about four months. Pretty much immediately after my date with this coworker, I met my boyfriend, and we started dating about two months later. Fast forward to now. Both me and that coworker got hired by the brand we work with, and we now work together again on this at this brand. I'm still with my boyfriend and things are going great. Me and the coworkers roles are such that we barely see each other, but we still work together occasionally when we throw events or do photo shoots. And this will involve traveling and going to events together where he probably will meet my boyfriend at some point. My question is, do I need to tell my boyfriend about any of this history? It was brief, but it was something uh, it was some, somewhat significant and I can't decide if it's the right thing to do to tell him the background before he meets meets this coworker. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this. Oh, wise one. Best just trying to be a good girlfriend. What do you think, Lisa? I don't know. I really don't know. Like my initial instinct would be just to be like, hey, um, you're going to meet this coworker. I did go on a date with him. He's a weirdo. So just heads up. He might do something right. weird, like kind of make fun of him. Be like, "Ugh, big mistake. But he was, right. he's going to be there. Then we could laugh about what a little weirdo he is later. Right. Um, so that's where my initial instinct went. But I have no idea, really. I know. I, you know, I kind of like the lightness of that. Like there's this I guess the the struggle is if I bring it up now before they meet and it's like, how much am I thinking about this? She's obviously thinking about it a little bit, but she's not thinking about it so much that it needs to be a big thing. She really just wants to like say like she doesn't want to be blamed for it in the future where like, uh, you know, then they meet and the guy, you know, what what she thinks, what she fears might happen is never going to happen. Like this guy, at a, you know, a company drinks, looks at your boyfriend, goes, oh, guess we were both barking up the same tree. <laughs> like it turns into a big piece of shit he probably won't say anything because he's embarrassed that you know you didn't want to you know go out with him again so i i think like i think what you just said makes it light and and just gets it off of your chest this is about you not that the, the boyfriend doesn't yeah. care the, the former fling doesn't thing, care i guess where it's weird i guess also another fear probably for her is they are traveling for events or shoots right and so if she doesn't just say something and brush it off then if that guy does mention something at an event and then you're like, wait, you're fucking traveling with this guy. You didn't tell me like I could see how it could be. It could turn into something that it never was or even is. So that's I think that's where she might be coming from, too. Or we've just added more fears to you. You're welcome. But (laughs) well, sometimes like just getting in front of it is just like, hey, just wanted to say something in case this would ever come up, even though I don't think it would. 
Um, I'm working with a guy that I went on one date with. Uh, and you can be up- like, what are the chances we got hired <laughs> at the same place again? Be like, right. how fucking crazy. I, we worked at this other job and now we're at this other job. This is wild that that would happen. You know? Right. And, and I'm not, and I know you don't care and I know it would never come up, but this is for me. I think when you say this is for me, I felt weird. Not because I like this guy, but because I like you. And it would be a great would, line, right? That's that a good down. line. Not because I like this guy, but because I like you. I felt weird that we have this history. And if it was ever going to come up, which I don't even think it would, I want you to know that that's kind of wa- that's water under the bridge. We went on one date, just like you told us here. He, I, uh, after we made out, we went on one date. I decided it wasn't for me. He wanted to go on more dates. It got a little weird. I ended it. We're cool. It's nothing. So now you just like plain and simple. You take, I think that's like make, make the wet towel dry. Is but kind would of the, you the do it way in advance or would you do it on the way to an event? Be like, oh, by the way, this guy's going to be here. I think he the way in advance. Something. Way in advance. It's okay. But this is easier advice to give than to take. Believe me, I am not way in advance <laughs> guy. Like the, I am by no means. I'm, you know, uh, apologies. I fucked up guy more than I am way in advance guy. But I think if you can, just be like, if you're sitting there and you go, I don't know. The problem, as most things are, is how does it come up? So you go like, hey, random thing. Like you're just sitting on the couch. Like, do you say, oh, I got matched with this new guy at work today. I just want to let you know we went on a date. I know you wouldn't care. I just, it was, it, it felt weird to me. And I wanted to like get in front of it and talk to you about it. Boom. Yeah. yeah. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast. You're wearing a Gmail. golf shirt right now. I'm golfing. I just went out and played and then came here to chit chat with you. I'm in Boca. Like I, I'm trying to pick it up. It's a whole thing. It's not, I, obviously it's not easy. Um, My dad's really good and plays every day. And like, I came here like happy with myself, like feeling good about my progress. I literally went to the driving range. I showed him, I was like, look, it went straighter. And he was like, all right. And then he gave me like 30 other directions and now it's all in my head, and now I suck again. Like I, I, like now I'm thinking too much. Do you have to be good at it to have fun? Yeah, I mean, depending okay. on who you play with, I think like if you're if you're playing with like a bunch of friends and everyone's fucking around and you're drinking on the course, like there's nothing better. Like I, I go, here I go by myself. I just go by myself, and there's a cart guy, and I have a drink, and I'm you know I'm on my phone and. It's something to do in between being on my phone, which is most things in my life. And then when it's like my dad and I, it's like, all right, every shot, you better not, you better not make us walk, you know, shorter than, you know, better not make this go slow. And you're like, I don't know. I'm not good. I I play once every month. Because with my Mario thing, like I want to win. I want to beat the game. That is a goal for me. Like I mm. couldn't do it as a child and I really would love to be able to beat the game. It right. seems impossible. But uh, my Kara was just like, oh, I would not be able to win once and throw it to the side and never play it again. She's like, I would get so frustrated. I'm not winning and I would just stop. And for me, like I'm having a good time. And is it annoying? I die. Sure. Then I go play Aladdin for a little bit. But like I, I don't need to be the top gamer. Well, you don't need to get it. it done within the next week. You're enjoying no. the process. Yeah. I don't know. It, well, it's like Mario Kart. Would you want to play? Would you want to race someone who couldn't race? 
I don't know if I would care because I'm the one who can't race. Mario Kart is hard for me. The swirl, mm. that was hard. <laughs> the swirl <laughs> thumb action on the controller. But but because but all the other characters are there. Like, do you need that person to be competitive? You can compete with the other characters. I guess the difference is the, the other person doesn't slow you down. But if so they you're, were like, you're slowing your dad down and you are bringing yeah. down the freed last name and he is humiliated <laughs> by you. Let's get to the sponsors. If you're going <laughs> if you're going for the clean shaven look but hate the mess of a wet shave, Manscaped is something for you. The Handyman, Manscaped's new electric face shaver, lets you shave up to three days of growth. No water or shaving cream required. No, uh, no matter what you want, the Handyman is here to help. The five-minute quick charge feature is a lifesaver. And rechargeable battery offers 60 minutes of runtime. Equipped with Manscaped's skin-safe technology, to help reduce nicks and cuts and you'll feel confident going for that closed shave even right before a big event okay i am a user of it i am enjoying it i go for that like one day growth look i love it i think you guys are all gonna like it and it's also really comfortable shave i just love what manscaped does manscaped is turning the bathroom into a spa for men in a way it's never been uh, for men, you know, the idea, you know, women get to go to Sephora and choose and pick and go and use and put on a face mask and feel like they had a night. Manscaped is doing that for us. If you're on the, if you're a guy on the go, never leave the handyman at home. Perfect for travel. It both, uh, compact and airplane friendly. Get 20% off and free shipping with code JTRAIN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. It's a lot of money. Uh, 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Code JTRAIN. Hit the refresh button with the handyman. Manscaped.com. Code JTRAIN. Here with Lisa Traeger. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. We're on the, on the train. Uh, let's do other people my boyfriend can confide in. Jared, congrats on Netflix. I feel like a proud friend. I'm so excited to watch it and see you again in Boston. Can't wait. As for Boston, I'm on the road, people. If you are listening right now, I'm going to be in Seattle, Washington. We added a second show. Charlotte, North Carolina. Philadelphia, we added a second show. Syracuse, uh, D.C., we added a second show. Baltimore, Dania Beach, Portland, Phoenix, San Diego. Boston, second show added. Chicago, second show added. Boston, Chicago, Lisa will be there too. Go watch Lisa in the fall and then come see me in the spring. Um, that's a perfect amount of time between going to shows. That's all you need. So you got Lisa in the fall in a couple weeks and then I'll be there in the spring. And then I'm doing stand-up as well. Um, we got Vermont, Pittsburgh, Salt Lake, San Diego, LA, and New York. Through that. Well, New York sold out, no big deal. Hey, um, I know. love I'm Vermont. So so you're Vermont, gonna have such a fun time uh, in Vermont. I'm gonna eat a maple creamy, and I can't love a creamy. Wait, I just want maple all over me. I like can't great, wait. Great, great club. You're gonna get good clips. Good, they videotape. I have a question for you. Do sure. you read? Do you read bad reviews of your podcasts or never? I've never. I don't read reviews. Ever. Um, I've like gone down rabbit holes. Why have you just read? Did you just read a bad review? No, the... no um, I no, about you. That would be insane. <laughs> hey, did you hear? Uh, Asshole twenty three hates you. Yeah, those are the worst types of people. I had this. Someone sent me a screenshot of someone saying something mean about me, and it's like, why did I need to see this? Right. Like, that's the, that's the thing. Like I, I, you know, for me, it's like I put on this show. I have fun doing it. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. Uh, if people are hurt by 
the things that happen on it, they can opt out. But that's not like the goal of the show. This isn't like to like, this isn't gotcha comedy. We're having fun talking about chit chatting. Like, well, I, you know, like, so to me, it's like what review to me. It's like I, I get sometimes people write things to get things out of, uh, out of their system. Sometimes people can email. You can email through my site. Like, that's a better review to me. Go right. You know, I'll see the email if you go through my website. Um, that's a better way to, like, get me, you know, because I'll so read it. I will look at them every four to seven months, I would say. There's okay. like a day something happens where I go, you know what? Let me see. Let me see what's up. It's a, I know, And I know and the mood that you're in when you do it because I've been in that mood and you're like, I just let me let me just tear myself apart. And, and it's not healthy. I don't know. Like, I was just on. It was nice to get on Zoom with you because I was in a mood and I was like, I. it felt like I was like scrolling and I was like, is everything negative today? Like I like really, I you know, you're on a string of like TikToks and you're like, is everything like Karen's going crazy and I gotcha and this guy's a the piece of shit. Is so reckless. It's like you're looking at animals hugging. You're looking at a sweet baby. You're looking at a comedy clip. And then it's like, here's a video of an amazing young boxer who got hit in the head and he's paralyzed for life. And I'm oh, like, what? don't even like, say that out loud. It's going to end up I'm on like, my feed. I'm like, this is going to horrify me for life. The image forever will never leave right. my brain. These kinds right. of stories, that's for life. Uh, well, you can't do that, Instagram. You can't just, like, we're at the cabana and my friend's on her pool and she's like, oh, God, I have to put this down. And it was just like, she lost her family at 9-11. And it's like, you can't just throw this into our feeds when we're at a cabana. It I'm happens in bed. with messages, I'm already too. sad. It's like, what the fuck? No, one of the bad reviews, like, I look at our one-star reviews and mm. I do look at other podcasts' one-star reviews because I like to okay. see who the, who the Kara is and who the Lisa of the group. Okay. So, like, because I get more vicious one stars i would say that my co-host mm. and so i try to find my parallels in other duo podcasts okay <laughs> it's pretty fun this is crazy yeah <laughs> it's crazy but one of the bad ones that we get that i can't even believe is they're like oh could you just stop plugging tour dates it's so annoying and it's not gonna age well and it's like we not gotta sell well. tickets like what are you talking about like it's our podcast that you listen to for free why wouldn't i tell you i'm gonna be in dc or whatever right. it's just like what are you thinking and it's just one that kind of stuck with me where i'm like why wouldn't we promote our stuff on our own well show? so i mean it's it's to me it's like i i can understand it like if i guess you know if i was to empathize with the murderer in this case because to me they're an asshole like you oh, know yeah. all you're doing is being like hey if you like this fun thing, I do this other fun thing that's like tangential to this. I think you're going to like it. Come bring friends. It's going to be fun. Like all you're doing is saying to them, hey, this will be fun. Like yeah. at its core, it's like the nicest thing you could ever say to someone. Hey, you're invited to come have fun with me where I'm going to be having the most fun. The thing I love doing most where all I care about is you laughing like I, at its core, like what a horrific thing to like be against, you know, like. Well, or lots of things. There's just certain things where they're like, oh, God, the, they're just kind of talk. And it's like, I think that about certain shows. I would never tell people to their face that. Right. Like of a free show I'm watching. Well, I, I even hate when someone's like, uh, like someone laughs at you. Have you ever had this where you're like, oh, and like, you know, I have my show. Oh, I'm not going to go. And you're like, well, OK, um, that's like the most rude way to like talk to someone. I, I don't care if you like one thing. You know, like, oh, well, I'm not going to go. Like, people do this to people. 
the things people say to us, I don't think the general public would even could not even believe what we go through with the, right. the things that people say to me. Well, a girl it, came up to me meeting me in Denver, a line of people, people that obviously like me. They're waiting to come mm -hmm. take a photo with me. And she goes up and goes, oh, my God, you have Jew legs. What does I that go, even mean? That's what I said. I go, what? And she goes, like mine. And I'm like, OK, like, I hate you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like mine. She, she so goes, look at your annoying. knees. Yeah, she goes, look at your knees. And I'm like, okay, let's take a photo, bitch. Like, I don't know what right. to do. People like, say wild things. Also, you have worked through your body stuff in a way that got you to Jew knees where you can have fun with it. I haven't been on that journey. You know, the idea like like that you are at the destination with her and it's like crazy it's absolutely crazy it's a wild thing to say people do uh they just don't think you're a person i don't know what it is but sometimes the things that are said um to us after shows or like it was like a full two hour and those are the things that stick with you not mm -hmm. the 180 people that were nice it's like the one person that's like i really didn't like this and it's well like, okay, it, but why are you telling me it's also, well, if people want to subscribe to the Patreon, I tell a story about doing pictures after the show in Atlanta that, Lisa, I will tell you about. It was the craziest picture scenario. And here's the thing. And, and what made me reminded of it is what you just said. Nine out of ten picture experiences are the most wonderful, heartwarming, amazing connections with people you will ever have. Total strangers who are like, thank you. I had a blast. And you go, thank you for coming and having a blast. It's like a total magical moment. And then you'll have that one person who comes up to you and is just like a total monster. And you're like, oh, my God, like. Maybe, you know, uh, this is why people don't invite you to parties. Like, you want to tell them, like, hey, I, let me be your intervention. This is why your wife has to, like, not have friends. Like, this is why. Yeah, someone's boyfriend was, you could tell the girl kept going, stop talking. Stop talking. Because he was just <laughs> humiliating her. Because <laughs> he came okay. up to us. Because we recapped the SVU show, but he came up to us. At, you know, we're meeting everyone. Mm. And he goes, that that cum joke you did, ah, that was so bad. That was a hack joke, and it's a two hour show, Are right? You and out I go, of your mind. But yeah. I go, oh, that wasn't our joke. We that that was in the show. We we recap a show, and that was like a funny line for a forensic pathologist to say. <laughs> like right. he did say "come again" in it, and then even on the way out after we took the photo and everything, he goes, ah, that just that one joke. It really made me cringe. And I'm like, I, I don't know how you have found a girlfriend, but right. good for you. Right, you also missed the the whole thing. We were making fun of the fact that someone did that joke. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And you want to just be like, whatever, look at all these lovely other people. But it's like a brain thing because yeah, it's, um, it teaches you so that you can protect yourself or something. And I'm like, honestly, I'd rather forget all the mean things people have said to me. Like, why? <laughs> well, it makes us, well, to, to the point, it makes us worse comedians, makes us worse podcasters. Like, there are some people, and like, you know, sometimes, you know, we're, we're down this road right now where you're talking about like this one person and you're like, what are we talking about? Like, we're talking it's about a so monster. Boring. We're talking, it's like the most boring <laughs> conversation that we're talking about a crazy person as if they're like, actual members of society they're not they're garbage they're idiots i don't know it just like drives me crazy we put so much attention it's our fault 
It is our fault. It really is our fault. It's humiliating, of course. And I'm sorry I wasted precious moments of your <laughs> golf time and Boca no! experiences. <laughs> Talking I've about, been... you're right, This these lunatics that, right. I mean, just this weekend in Vegas, something is growing on my face and I'm, it's like a new, I'm going to the doctor, I'm aware. And someone legit was just like, oh, you got something on your face. Oh, it's a mole. And I like, <laughs> and, then she, and then they went, then they went, oh, but it's cute. And I went, oh, is it? Is it cute? And now it is. Away. <laughs> Who were they? A person on our trip. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was a random person at the Mandalay Bay. I thought it was just someone by the water fountain. <laughs> no, someone that I had to have continued interactions with. I, uh, I would never look at them in the eye again. I need advice from you. No, let's let's give some more advice. Do you need some I'll... advice? I got one right I here. Do. Okay. Okay. I've been with my boyfriend for two and a half years. We lived together. We were both in our early 30s. He has a lot of friends and is close with his family, yet I feel like I am the only one he can find... A- Yet I feel like I am the only one he confides in about non-surface level things based on how he basically said he doesn't really talk about these things with other people. I'm really glad that we're comfortable talking about different things with each other, but I don't want to be the only one he does this with and some topics I'm not the right person for. For example, it's interesting. Most girlfriends, or I I shouldn't say most, I don't want to judge this person, but like a lot of girlfriends I would assume want these like only me interactions yeah i just am thinking of a friend in particular where she she doesn't want to be the mother or the therapist figure in her romantic partnership Mm. and so to her it's like okay you can't take out all of your emotional problems on me i can't be the only person that is hearing about all this stuff like you need to go to a therapist uh, because well, person, it, it affects that's the fair. person too. The dump it, it's like, oh fuck, this person's in a bad mood, and I have to save, and I have to do all this. And if it's consistently that, always, oh, it's like, no, you need to go talk to your guy friends at the bar because right. I, I'm tired of hearing about whatever. This person writes, um, for example, it's clear that he has had self-esteem and body issues since he was young. Since I've known him, he's been active and in shape, but has a challenge with feeling good about what he eats. Sometimes, example, will not, uh, will eat desserts brought to his office even if he isn't hungry or didn't mean to eat more than one brownie. He recently has gotten into a very good routine. Oh, I can never understand eating brownies when you're not hungry. Oh, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Who is this guy? <laughs> you should go meet oh, Julegs. L- l- two, <laughs> two lunatics. I've never understood lost- more than eating cupcakes. <laughs> like what? I don't know how that- I'm happy for him. However, I've worked really hard to overcome my... Oh, okay, so he has uh, lost a lot of weight, which I'm happy for. However... So he recently has gotten to a very good routine, according to him. He has lost a lot of weight, which I'm happy for him. However, I have uh, worked really hard to overcome my own food and body related issues over the last 10 years or so. And I've been trying very hard to stay positive after gaining 20 pounds in a short amount of time from a medication change. So I've asked him to stop talking about weight loss numbers or saying things like, I worked out so I can eat this thing in front of me. So two questions. Why does he and so many other guys I know talk about more surface level things with their closest friends? Two, he's been interested and open to speaking with a therapist before because he has also he also has a lot of heavy family things he's been trying to deal with, but he hasn't taken steps to do it. I have fallen into a quasi therapist role with previous boyfriends, and I don't want to be in that role again. Plus, I'm not a therapist. How do I bring this up to him when he starts talking to me about things that I'm not the right person for? Thanks. 
This is interesting because I don't know if their question is really their question. Like, it feels like the question is really like, hey, I have my own body related stuff. And like, why does he have to like put this on me? I don't know. What what do you think of this, Lisa? Yeah, I took it in a way different place. Like when she was like, you know, I was talking about therapy and emotional stuff and all this. Uh, What is service level conversations? I don't get that. Um, I guess she's saying like, I don't know if the, you know, why, you know, why won't he talk about his body issues to his buddies? Like, it's just not something I, I don't know if that's really the solution. Like, I don't think that's no, like, the solution is, hey, I have my own food issues and it's really hard for me to listen to you talk. I'm so supportive of you. I'm proud of you. It is awesome. And maybe we can revisit this because you just like not like I can't hear about your dieting right now. Right. It's and understand. Me. Well, also understand there's two people going through this. Yeah. Like, I, I think like that's what he's not understanding. It's like you're not the only one with problems. Like I, I when I when I hear that you lost 30 pounds and you're proud of yourself, I've gained 20. Like, I, I feel uh, it, it kind of feels like she's not confiding in him. Yeah, I was. Yeah, because like, you know, if I if she opened up to him and was like, hey, I you know, there's two people in this house. You're going through a food thing like I you're not really maybe she needs to confide in him or like maybe needs to like again like I agree with you like hey this subject isn't good for me right now but even saying that that's like an admission to him like hey like I'm going through my own thing and you're not really asking about me you know you it feels like you you lay on my couch you feel better and then I feel worse what's going on why can when can I open up to you and that's going to be two ways. Like he's going to ask you some questions. How you feeling today? What's wrong? Can I talk to you? And you got to say, Hey, I got maybe confide in him a little bit. I'm not saying to make him your therapist. I think like, it feels like there's, I think like, again, I'm not, I, we just gave an ad for better help. That's a great way to get it. I, I do believe in what I say. That's a great toe in the water. It's a great first entree into the world of therapy. It might be good for your boyfriend. Here's the other thing though. Like, you got to open up to your boyfriend a little bit and let him know like these things hurt you and not because he's trying to hurt you, but because you're going through your own thing. And mixing with both the things that you just said, maybe you guys can go to a couples therapist and kind of talk about these things um, and then be like guided into how to talk about these things. Right. Cause like you right. said, there's deeper stuff where it's body stuff and he might not even have noticed that you gained 20 pounds or you know what else is kind of hard. It's like when you tell someone you're working on something, but then you fail at it or not fail, you know, life's a journey, but like, and then someone's on you being like, I thought you're not eating that. Or I thought you're not doing that. I thought you quit smoking. And so that's kind of a fear where um, if she does open up and she is like, I want to, do this and then she'll and then is he gonna be annoying like i wonder if that's right. like a fear or something too where you that don't would be want... a fear of mine and i'm always the... talking about smoking weed and i'm sparking up on this podcast as we sit like <laughs> um and then i feel work there's like this one of the therapists on the internet i follow she said something she's like you want to feel good about yourself do what you say and i was like oh go fuck yourself because right, i feel right. like every night i'm like i'm gonna do all this the next day and then i don't do it and then of course i feel shitty and it's like such simple advice just don't lie to yourself well, and i can't even do it i can't even do it and i'm like the- looking at this like my messy kitchen and i have to clean it and i'm like but no i have you know but well it's, so it's i think tough. to get deeper this is the hardest part about living with someone this is the hardest part about like being a partner to someone is like when you're alone, when you're single, when you're living alone, 
It is the easiest thing in the world to go, tomorrow's going to be a better day. And, and, and having a quiet conversation with yourself and saying, Monday, diet starts tomorrow. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to stop smoking weed on Mondays. And then I'm going to like only drink on Thursdays. And you're going to have that conversation with yourself. When you live with someone, when you're in a relationship, you look at someone else and you say, and you confide in them, you go, uh, yeah, no, this is the week. And then it's this, you know, when it's never the week. And now instead of it's just you going, because what you do with yourself is you give yourself leeway. You go, ah, holidays. And I had a good Monday, so I'll have an okay Tuesday. And maybe I didn't get to Thursday, but I did a good Monday and it's like good enough for you. When you live with a partner who doesn't, and again, I'm not saying they're a bad partner, good partner. I'm just saying like sometimes an, another person becomes this like embarrassing mirror to yourself. Like, oh, I didn't do the thing I said I would do Sunday and now I've told someone else about it. Oh, I, you know, and and and, and so this kind of like pushes you away from people. It makes it so you're not confiding them in the way she isn't really confiding in her boyfriend. And maybe he's o- more okay with like, maybe that's the way he's motivated is like, to hear to have his girlfriend hear him say I'm going to lose 20 pounds and then he does it and then she's like not motivated the same way. I don't know. I've had this in my personal life where I think about like you know the the idea of it's easier to disappoint yourself than someone else. And I think like when you live with someone you kind of hold back a little more because you're like I don't want to get called out on oh I thought you were going to sp- stop smoking weed. You know, I no, I'm well, I dealt with that myself, and I, I forgot to have a a meeting with you, <laughs> you know, like where I took it back, you know? Yeah. Everything is hard, man. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> but I like Jay the tri- idea of couples therapy. I feel like all my friends that are, like, kind of thriving or in good places um, check in and do couples therapy and, like, just have someone there to guide the convo and help it stay good and productive and a place where if someone do- is having trouble opening up, like it seems she might, we're guessing, it's like a safe space to do that. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. We're here with Lisa Traeger. Lisa, we're going to do one more. Everyone go follow Lisa at Glitter Cheese on Instagram. All the tour dates are there. 21 cities. Oh, it's uh, Young Kipper. I was like, why are you in Boca? It's, it's, a, it's a heavy Jew week. Heavy Jew week. Uh, we're podcasting on Yom Kippur. I know. We did it. <laughs> Let's do Well, we're about to talk about European Bumble speed dating. This one seems oh my fun. God. It's a I fun hear, last I don't know one. if there's anything I could be less um, experienced in. So, okay. So maybe we do this other one. No, aerospace engineering, then Bumble <laughs> speed date Tinder Europe. Can that I un- sexy. Well, I like this one for you because you, you hash it out with friends a lot. Yeah, I, I have a lot of problems. Can I uninvite people from my wedding? Yeah, please, let's do this. Okay, Come on. Jared, Jared, an hilarious guest. I have yet another wedding situation for you. My fiance and I are getting married in four months, and I'm starting to work on formal invitations that, that I'm making myself. We sent out Save the Dates about a year out because it's around the holidays, so we wanted people to have plenty of notice. Since then, I've had a few guests that I've reached out to multiple times for normal things, replying to IG stories, etc., and they've ghosted me. Like, zero engagement. One of them is a friend I was very close with in college and postgrad. This makes me not want them at the wedding anymore because what fun would they be? Plus, I have several maybe invited people that I feel like I'd rather have there. 
How would you handle this situation? Look forward to hearing your you hash this out over the sound of my uh, my crick cut addressing envelopes. I don't know. Maybe they may have a misspelling. What do you think of this? I th- so I actually know of someone who got to save the date for a wedding and then never got an invite and was just mm. never invited to go, and it's fine. It doesn't matter. You don't have to send anyone an invite. Like you said, like the save the day doesn't matter. And they could just see it on Instagram and be mad. seems like they're not really engaging in the friendship anyways. You owe no one anything. You don't have to say anything, do anything. Just don't send them an invite. You're done. Wow. So just a total ghosting. They ghosted her response. I, it just, it happens. You sent it. You made a mistake. You're, uh, oh, I'm sorry. We got. If you if if you do get confronted, you could lie and be like, "I'm sorry, the venue had a less capacity. We had to do this. We couldn't afford." You know, you just fucking lie. It it is an interesting thing because it's like, you know, do you really need to have this like big breakup? Like, can no. you just say like, just, like you don't hey, do anything. I don't did a save the date. I didn't really hear from you. The friendship changed. I, I guess the one thing that sucks is that they're like making them save a date. Like you've told them, like keep this open. So we don't know what level of keeping open they've done, but I'm more towards your side on the, just like let it go, have your wedding, move on, but you're going to have to like, and again, I guess to the emailer, you're going to have some sort of mental math to do with this. Like it's going to weigh on you a little bit. Like it's going to be, you don't think so. No, because like, you know, I I feel bad. I am no longer friends with someone and I was in their wedding and I do feel bad. I'm in all the pictures and stuff. But there are people even then she's like, I wish I didn't invite these people. I wish I invited them. Like, no matter what you do, there's going to be people you're like, ugh, they shouldn't be here. I should have done that. Or, oh, maybe I would have wanted this cousin here. You know, like, no matter what, that's going to happen. Also, cut to five years from now, you might not talk to half the people at your wedding. Right. Like, if you get married at 22... By 30, you do not talk to your, like, maybe life she isn't may- seasons, friendship is seasons, people change. So it's like, you shouldn't worry about, I always go back to this one time where I, me and a few roommates were having a Super Bowl party. Mm. And we wanted to invite th- these people, but we're like, well, we have to invite this person if we invite this person. And then, oh, but it'll be rude if we don't invite this person. So we ended up inviting all these people we didn't even want to be there. And the people we really wanted to be there were like, oh, we actually want to watch the game. That's too many people for us. Like, uh, we oh, might no. skip out. And so it's like the pe- the few five people we actually wanted to hang out with were not in an ideal situation because they wanted to pay attention to the game. And then we had all these, like, pe- obligatory invites that we felt like we had to invite that ruined the vibe. And that's when I learned, like, it do- you do not owe anyone anything. And this happens a lot here, even when we're grownups, where it's like, oh, you're doing this? Like, why wasn't I invited to this or this and that? And it's like, adults are allowed to hang out without you or without each other right. or do well, an event. Go- like- it, it goes back to what you said in the beginning. Like, do the things you're happy to do and it'll be... So it's like, invite the people you're happy to have there. Yes. Don't bring in people that you're going to have this, like, thing against that you go, well, I had... You know, you can't stay angry through this whole process. Maybe she said she's making the invitations. Maybe she makes a few invitations with a fun poem like roses are red, violets are blue. Hey, you never. Are you being sarcastic? Res- this happened on the Real Housewives in Miami. Do you know this? This really? just happened. Yes, this no. is past season. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, someone sent a disinvite email, uh, a letter, like a huge thing that you are no longer invited. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, put them all on one, you know, group email and they can all like, you know, maybe get together and do their own thing on the date that they saved. But I, I think like an invitation with a cute poem like roses are red, violets are blue. You never responded to my Instagram story, so you're gone, bitch. You know, but you know something also, fun. I would hate if I got like uninvited from a person's thing because I didn't respond to an Insta story. Like that would. It be, seems small. It seems really small because I'm someone that like I get a lot of messages. I I also sometimes like look at it. I'm a pot. I look at it, but I'm driving, so then I put my phone down and then cut to three days later. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't respond to this person. And then I respond. And so like, well, if someone really was bothered by that and I like was kicked, like not invited to their wedding because of it, that would be a bummer. But maybe there's more. Well, to it. we play a game on uh, on the U.S. podcast called Prudent or Petty. And it's after the breakup. And we decide what you did after the breakup. Was it prudent? You needed to do it. Or was it petty? I think if you're sitting here saying, I responded to their Instagram story and they never wrote me back. And then yeah, I'm going to get them back by not inviting them to my wedding. You're being a little petty. I think if you said to someone, I, I think like this goes back to, do you want to hang with these people? Do you want these people a part of your big day? Because I know a wedding of that. where she was like, oh, I don't know if I should invite these people. They get too drunk, but uh, uh, and then she invited them. And of course they like grabbed a tambourine off the stage. You know, they were acting <laughs> right. wild. And then they're like, "Ugh, they're drunk. They're blacked out. And it's like, well, you knew that going into it. And they're doing exactly. So like, if you're annoyed with these people, like I, I'm very guilty of this where I sometimes don't communicate how I'm feeling. And then mm. I end up getting really resentful and quiet. And then I see everything through the lens. So if I think you talk to my, like every, everything, I would never think that about anyone, but like my lens will always pinpoint to the thing I'm annoyed with them about right. and because I'm not bringing it up. So if like, you're not ever going to bring this up and you're feeling this way, it's like you're, it might be in your mind or like, Oh, look at her. She, she didn't hug me. She hasn't right. even said goodbye. to like, you might focus on these things cause you're already don't like them. And why do you want that on your wedding? Right. And why do you want that in your head? I think it goes one of two ways, you know, Hey, I was really annoyed. You didn't message me back from the story I responded to. I have you invited to my wedding. I really want you to be there. Or I want just the send best the version of you. I always yeah. send the eyes. The Hello. emoji eyes. <laughs> Are you here? Hello. Hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, be more fun about it. Be more fun about the people that are like, you know, if they're ghosting you and you go, hey, you haven't responded to anything, send some emoji eyes. If they don't get back to that, okay, walk away. I don't know. I like, take I... one more shot with these people. If it's like, yeah. if there it's people you people... send... It's depression, too. Like, sometimes you just don't want to or you're sad and you're just not responding and you're isolating. Like, is that something that they're going through? You know, so I am going I'm flip flopping now because that. For, but if you don't want them there, you don't have to write anything. You don't have to do anything. But if it's just an Insta story thing and it is like a childhood friend, maybe try to get that going. Well, I think it, it, you have to bring it back to think of the best version of them, the reason you invited them and go do I need that in my life right now? You might, you know, the best version of them might be just okay friend that you don't keep up with. That's okay. You don't, and that person you don't need at your wedding. If they're like a close friend that you want to be dancing with you on the dance floor the day of your wedding, go talk to this person. Go, hey, I'm disappointed that I haven't heard from you. And it could go one of two ways. It doesn't have to end with them at your wedding. 
It could end with, hey, I guess we've kind of outgrown each other and you're not looking for the relationship that I'm looking for. It's no problem. Now you can walk away with it without having to like put thought into it, without having to worry about like, oh God, are they going to like confront me that they got uninvited, uninvited to my wedding? Like, you know, I think there's like, I think this person needs to free themselves. It's not about like worrying about the other side of it. When you wonder, oh, you know what? They would have been, I, I do want to be with them at my wedding. Or, you know what? I don't care. You might not care. I think you got to give everyone a rethink. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Lisa Traeger, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you. I hope we really, um, we helped the kids. I hope we gave them some good advice. I think we help people. I think people are out there. I know. Wait, I want to ask. I want to ask you something. Okay. Let's say you've been out of the dating game for so long now that it's like built that there's just so much anxiety wrapped around mm. it. How do you get back out there? Um. See, there's two ways. I think an app is helpful. I think an app is like because you could be on an app and never go on a date. You can just go and sit on your couch and like browse. Like what? I think I think making the profile, like answering those questions. I would get on Hinge. I would just like make a profile. I think that could be like it's a it's a fun it's actually an art project if you think about it. Like you're taking your fun pictures, you get to write your fun responses, and then that kind of gets you a little bit, you know, closer than you were the day before. And then you go on the app and you start to match with people and you're a little closer than you were the day before. And then it, I think you got to do little by little. It's like writing an hour. You got to write a minute before you write an hour. Oh god. That didn't help so you. That, that, that no, that motivated. was great advice. It was more about the hour. I want to do hour. Oh, <laughs> right. I'm with you there. No, the app is a good advice. I just feel like it's yeah. When you're out of it for so long, it's it's like daunting. It's yeah, of course. I because I think like going again. There's another way. There's an in real life version of that where you say, "I'm going to go with two single friends to a bar." And we're going to talk to one person tonight. That's our goal. Yeah. Make it one. Just talk to one person. Like, wouldn't that be a wonderful night that you like in the best case scenario, you get a phone number and you go home and you're excited about dating again. One, two, three. In the worst case scenario, you talk to a person like it wouldn't even be about dating. Mm -hmm. And you're with your two single friends and they're with you. All right. But if your response to that is, I don't have any single friends, then it, I can't help you. You got one, maybe a friend That's has one. That's not my response. No, no, no. I'm not, that wasn't a you impression. I'm talking to the people. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm getting ahead of the one lunatic on my reviews <laughs> that hates me. Uh -huh. It is sick. It, it is really sick. But once in a while, I just like to peruse and be like, wow, okay. Right. Yeah, you can't look at these things. I had someone, she kept messaging me and I had them restricted on Instagram and the messages were like I never blocked them because the messages were like so mean I was actually like what is this person going to say now and they weren't mean in the way like I fucking hate you they were just like really kind of like digs like like they wrote to me recently I put up a video of my mom and dad we all went working out we did spin class together and cute it was very cute. My mom woos the whole time, like sings with the songs. It's like crazy. And this woman who has been habitually mean, like really, like to the point where I'm like curious to see what they say next. 
She goes, wow, it's, uh, it's, it's, I love that your parents are in better shape than you. And I was like, it's just a mean way to like act like we're friends, but like, it, like, you know what I mean? What are they, do you go on their profile or is it private? Private. But I, I don't, but that was like the last one where I was like, why am I even not blocking this person? Like I blocked them. Cause I was like, why, why am I, on my curiosity of how mean they could be. Cause they've been, it's all stuff like that. Like where it's like, it's almost like they could be at a dinner table with you and just be the shitty one that you'd be like, is this person a shithole? But you can't say anything. Wait, so yesterday I was at the comedy store and, mm. you know, all of us are hanging out outside. And one comic, she said she walked out on stage, wasn't even on stage for 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so I'm single. And a woman from the back yelled, and I can see why. Hey, it's just mean. It's vicious. And though that, yeah, it real, it, it was. And she really went into her and dealt with it. <laughs> but it was, we were all just like, like what the fuck right i guess you're trying to be funny or get ahead of being made fun of like i would be like well then tell me the reasons like i would i would say i'd keep them being mean such a bitch such a rude bitch she basically was like your husband hates you look how far he's sitting from you and (laughs) he's smiling he doesn't fucking love you and i could fuck him right now she went on that direction good for her yeah (laughs) because she's also like She's an extremely hot person, I feel. Well, too. that's probably why the person uh, lashed out at them. Because yeah, they felt said, intimidated. This is who it was. I'm typing in the chat. Yeah. That's a mean thing that person yelled. So I, crazy. Wait, sorry. I know oh, you also, their this. husband's probably a fan of theirs. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this, but a few months ago, I was doing like this false accusation rape joke I have, and a guy okay. from the audience yelled out, "You've never been dick raped." What does that mean? I don't know, but I everyone groaned, and I said, "You're gonna have to leave." Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> time to go. You've had enough. Sir. And he didn't get it. the The door guys were all like, "Yeah, he was like confused," and it's like you just I don't know what how I, you gotta go. Yeah, you can't yell shit like that. You're you can't an, yell an animal. Dick rape. You can't. No, it's just a horrific thing. <laughs> it's so crazy. Don't Jay be Train one of these podcast. people. Yeah, That's don't be the these people. <laughs> Go follow uh, Lisa at Glitter Cheese. I'm Jared Frieder. Have every Monday with your emails. Keep sending them in. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Back next next episode. Boom.